A fabringen, in Yiddish a term meaning a joyous gathering, but it's really so much more. It's insight, it's inspiration, it's the bottom line. Join Rabbi Levi Avtson, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. for the Fabringen, only on 101.9 High FM. This is 101.9 High FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avtson from Linksfield Shul. And back, been a few weeks, lost my voice. Um, maybe there was a message in that, not sure. But thank God the voice is mostly back today, so it's good to be able to be once again on the Fabringen. Today is a perfect day for the Fabringen. Um, today is the 12th of Tammuz. It's historically a day that over 90 years ago, <clears throat> the Lubavitch Rebbe's father-in-law was arrested by the communists, and given the death penalty, he was the, at least the verdict, and then on the 12th of Tammuz he was released after just... Um, under a month in captivity, he was uh, from international pressure and obviously through God's uh, miracles was released from the communist prison and eventually left Russia and a few years later made it over to the United States. And he was arrested because he stood strong for his values at that time in Russia. It was illegal to practice religion. And as the leader of the Hasidic movement in Russia, he had started hundreds of schools and shuls and all these things which in the country were illegal, and for that he was arrested and almost lost his life. But that got me thinking. It got me thinking, you know, dedication, sacrifice, what we're willing to live for, what we're willing to die for, and I want to go through it, I want to address this topic today, but from a very different angle. I opened with that, but I, I don't want to go from that angle. I want to go with a different angle. It's a piece of news I saw yesterday, and today I see it on the local media as well, on EWN, and um, all of it, basically international news. And I'm going to read the news. Um, it's, it's disheartening. It's actually very disheartening news. It's not about COVID at all. Um, maybe related to it, but it, it, it really got me thinking about, are we educating ourselves or, and is the world heading in a normal, right, ethical direction? It goes like this. On Monday, the UN rights chief called for concerted action to recover from the worst global deterioration of human rights she has seen highlighting the situation in China, Russia, and Ethiopia, amongst others. Michelle Bachelet said that to recover from the most wide-reaching and severe casket of human rights setbacks in our lifetime, we need a life-changing vision, vision and concerted action. She spoke about serious violations in Tigray, in Ethiopia, 350,000 people threatened by famine, extrajudicial executions, arrests, detention, sexual violence, the, the, the absolute worst. She spoke about Mozambique. Almost 800,000 people, including 364,000 children, had been forced to flee their homes. And based on the recent deadly jihadist violence, food insecurity was rising. She spoke about what's going on in Hong Kong. She spoke about the Ungars in uh, China, at least a million who are being held in camps. 
um, which Beijing denies. She spoke about Russia barring any uh, opposition and Putin signing legislation outlawing staff members and sponsors of extremist groups, in quotation, from running in parliamentary elections, etc. Gosh, it was a relief that she didn't decide to throw in Israel into that mix and then turn the whole thing political, or not even political, false. So that was a bit of a breather. But... um, what did strike me, it's not that I needed her to say it, but when it's based on, on the research and facts, it, it confirms this deep-seated knowledge that we all know, that the world is feeling very unstable. And yes, COVID plays a factor in it, but ultimately we've been heading in this direction. And the incredible decline of human rights is very worrisome. Um, it's It's... You know, after World War II, when the United Nations was formed and put into its charter the idea of human rights, and slowly but surely there was progress towards it, there was a clarity that the Soviet Union was on the wrong side and the West was on the right side, and eventually the Soviet Union collapsed, and in the 90s there was this incredible growth of human rights and opportunities, and China was slowly opening up and Russia opened up. And in the last uh, 20 years, basically since the beginning of this millennia, this century, um, there's been this regress. And my question today, obviously, uh, you know, each and every person could be a political commentator and a social commentator. I don't claim to have all the answers, but I want to say from, from, from my perspective or from, you know, from, from personal observation, Where have we gone wrong? How is it that a world that, yes, is suffering COVID, but nevertheless is the most well-off, most access to information, most access to medicine, most access to anything you want in, in all of history? How is it that our world is regressing in human rights and is regressing more in vision. When you, when you listen to what politicians are talking about, there's no vision. There's just lots and lots of hate and lots of, you know, looking at the past and judging everybody in the past, what they call in America cancel culture or just even in the local politics, anger and building race divisions. And you're like, one second, one second. We, we've moved on from this. No, we've, we are post-modernism. We are post-World War II. We're a society that's learned from mistakes. We're a society that has access to all the information and all the lessons of the past, and yet it's feeling like deja vu. When you look at the political opinions that are being espoused by the politicians, and politicians are ultimately saying um, what what the what the people want to hear, they're just you know. I, I often tell people when when you sit there accusing politicians, and yes, politicians have a lot of power. Ultimately, politicians are just a megaphone of people's headspace. And today, people's headspace is fear, paranoia, frustration worry, 
um, isolationism, fear of the other. And yes, the politicians are playing on that and they're obviously exasperating it, but it's a, it's, it's a yin and, it's not a yin and yang, it's a two-way relationship. It's a mutual beneficial relationship of just this cascade of fear. And in this fear, tyrants are getting stronger than ever. Russia moved away from the Soviet Union, but now it's closer than it's ever been in the last 30 years to um, authoritarianism and dictatorship. China decided to open up its economy a bit and for a while seemed to be a, moving a bit towards Western values and now um, it's not even making believe. And even the West itself is like is not necessarily living Western values. You see in America... Um, extremism on both rights, the left, uh, both sides, the right and the left. It's just like, I look at this world and I'm sure I, I'm not as, as an individual alone in this. Like, what is going on? What have we lost? And, and why is it that every time we think we could finally, society could finally find its way, it loses its direction so quickly. Just 20, 30 years ago, the technology was coming. The world is going to be connected. Social media, email. Remember when that came out? It's only 25, 26 years since most people got an email address, etc. What happened? Why can we not just build a world that we're happy with? Why can't we build a world that we are at peace with? Why can't... What are we lacking? And obviously there is no one recipe. But today I want to explore specifically the element of sacrifice, dedication, altruism, and ask ourselves a simple question. Where are we? Because as individuals, we are society. And after 20 years of worshiping self, is this the decline of human rights and decline of clarity an outcome of that? And if it is, what's the solution? What's the answer? To uh, bring a bit of energy <laughs> into my talk um, and a bit of optimism, because that conversation was a bit heavy, I want to switch gears, at least for music, and play a song of gratitude and appreciation. It's called Thank You Hashem. It's a song that's gone viral in the last few years. And yes, even in difficult times, to, sh to share gratitude for what we have is fundamental. And that maybe in the message of the song actually hides the key of what we're trying to explore today. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avton on 101.9 High FM. If you've been listening to the Fabringen over the years, you'll know that at least once or twice a year, I have a show where I um, focus on all the good that's happening in the world. And please God, I will still have that show um, going forward because there is good. But today I'm focusing on something that's not so good, um, not because I'm a person that loves wallowing in it, but I believe that there's, there, first of all, I don't believe in being blind either, but also because I think there's a strong message. You know, earlier I was talking about um, displaced, sorry, I was talking about all the dec decline in human rights 
There's this art, another article that came out today, um, which says, or actually a few days ago, talks about 82 million people across the globe have fled their homes due to persistent wars, dynamic of poverty, food insecurity, climate change by the, by the end of 2020, as the number of incidents related to violence has grown in nearly half of the world's countries. It's quite a unnerving article. And it shows that even though COVID kept us locked up in our homes, but for people running away from pain, um, it's, it's gone, uh, COVID has not locked them down from the tyrannies that they're suffering. Just to give you context, the figure stood at 41 million people in 2012 and in 2019, it hit 79 million. That means over 1% of the world's population, or 1 in 95 people, were forced to leave their homes. And in 2010, the figures showed that 1 in 159 were left displaced. It's quite, it's quite unnerving. And as I mentioned earlier, I, these are big problems and major ways to tackle, but I want to tackle it from one angle. Because what we try to do on this show is just stimulate thoughts. I always tell people, I'm not here to convince anybody of anything. I'm just here to generate conversation. And if your answer to the question is different, then fantastic. But at least let's be asking the questions. So here's my question. For thousands of years, there was this perception that if only we got religion out of people, if only we moved towards a more modern world, without feeble, primitive ideas of a creator in heaven, of heaven and hell, then we would be liberated. And for a while it sounded and it, it seemed to play out nicely. You know, we had the Renaissance and then we had the amazing awakening of the West and they moved beyond all the primitive medieval times and the dark ages and the middle ages. And we finally started shedding all those pathetic primitive ideas of our ancestors. And we started building a beautiful world. And in many ways we built a beautiful world. We had incredible advances of science, of medicine, of uh, innovation, of economy, no question about it. At the same time, here's numbers that people don't often realize, that the last 200 years has seen more human life lost by humans than ever before in history. Just to think about the fact that in the 20th century, in about just the first half of the 20th century, Way over a hundred million people died just from war and bad ideas, communism, and fascism, etc. Now, yes, there's many other people that died from the plague in 1918, etc. That's true. But my point is that in the postmodern world we've had, we, in this world where we dropped faith and religion, we decided to build a world on new values. But my question is, at what stage are we going to be honest with ourselves to admit that the last few hundred years indeed has brought incredible innovation, 
but as a solution for humans getting along and to build societies has been an epic failure. We go from one bad idea to the next. Currently, China is trying to impose its worldview on the world. Russia is trying to impose its worldview. The West has kind of given up trying to impose its view because it, it, um, if you go to Western campuses, all you hear is about how the West is evil and we have nothing to stand for. And the, the West very often actually doesn't know what its values are. And that's all it's being told is that it's um, racist and evil. So what you have is this incredible rise of dictatorships and tyrants coming and sharing their ideas. And yeah, and we're welcoming them. China's being welcomed everywhere. Russia's being welcomed everywhere. Um, and their ideas of human rights, which are pretty much non-existent, are unfortunately infiltrating around the world. So here is, after this long introduction, here's my question. Where did we go wrong? Isn't human rights so important? Isn't building the individual so important? I mean, for the last few hundred years, we have put the human and their desires at the front and center of everything. The human being is everything. And we built the whole world around self-actualization. Think about the words, the most popular words of our time. Self-actualization, self-esteem, um, talking your truth, authenticity, be brave, be courageous. All these things. And a lot of these words are beautiful and amazing words, but they're all sitting at one thing. And that is, it's all about you. Because that's what happened when we took God out of the picture, to be blunt. The moment we took God out of the picture and it was no longer about God, who was it about? You, me. Because the human being will always circle their life around a center. And the center of that circle is what makes them make their decisions. It's what anchors them. If the center of your life around which you make the decisions is something outside of you, it's a God, it's not a person, it's not a, you know, a, a soccer team, it's not a nation state, it's not a politician, it's not even the person that you're absolutely infatuated with, it's God, something untangible, something beyond you and something that does not change, then your anchor is strong and when you have to put yourself aside and sacrifice yourself, you will by definition. Why? Because it was never about you. But then we took God out of the picture. God is primitive. God is not comfortable to talk about. So what is, what is the core of people's life? What are people's lives being surrounded? What, what do they go around? What's the center of their universe? What's the center of their gravity? Themselves. But human beings are not God. We are very fickle. We are very unstable. We are very influenced by other things. Our ideas yesterday are changed tomorrow. We actually move with the wind. If you think about what the world values now versus what the world values valued 50 years ago, it's a different planet. Some people, maybe more on the left side of the political spectrum, will say it's all advancement. 50 years ago, we were a bunch of primitives, and now we are fully enlightened. Like most of life, it's a mixed bag. I don't think that uh, you could say that we've moved towards the light. 
But what happens is you're, you're not stable because you're fickle. And that's why suddenly you're having tyrants becoming strong again. You're having democracies losing the biggest decline in democracy in our lifetime, pretty much since the end of World War II, is happening in front of our face. And yet, of course, Israel's always the victim. I mean, Israel's always the problem. Meanwhile, you look at what's, what's going on in the world. Israel's a beacon of human rights. A beacon. Human rights is collapsing everywhere around it, and pretty much almost everywhere in the world. But I thought it's all about the human being. So what happened to the human rights? Because you cannot base values on human ideas. Because human ideas will change in a moment. Just watch how Nazi Germany went from a sophisticated, advanced culture to a culture of baby killers during World War II. Just watch how society after society, watch what's going on in Myanmar, watch what's going on in Ethiopia, the Nobel Prize winners, and then the country goes and absolutely caves in on itself. If the values are based on me and what I think is important, a year later I'll think something else is important. Today human rights fits my agenda, tomorrow it doesn't fit my agenda. Today it fits my agenda to walk around and be open-minded and allow democracy, and tomorrow it doesn't fit my agenda, and therefore I'll, I'll lock people up in cages. We built a world that is so surrounding, it's going around the most fickle of foundations, and that is what humans want. Everything today is about what people want, but people don't know what they want. Not that I know, I'm not like one of those, you know, um, elitists that's just saying, I know. When I mean people don't know what they want is that we're so influenced. We think we know what we want now, but if somebody comes tomorrow and tells us something else, we'll change. Sometimes it will be based on good science that we change our opinion, but very often it's just based on waves. I mean, look at politics. It's just bad ideas being magnified and amplified by people and everybody's just buying into it or a majority of people. If we want to live in a world that is stable and healthy, we need to be as individuals and the people around us and the whole world have to be people that don't base truth on their feelings and don't make the whole society based on whatever, you know, is in vogue today but rather on eternal values. And for me, that's one of the credible gifts of believing in God. The fact that God is not seen, the fact that God doesn't change, that is the gift. Because anything that can be defined and anything that can be seen and limited is mutable, it will change. The gift of Believing in God is nothing changes. The same values that my grandparents believe in is what I'll believe in and what my children will believe in. There's a stability. There's a sense of consistency. It's not about me. Seriously. <laughs> I would love to go on a campaign just saying those words. It's not about me. It's not about you, it's not about him, it's not about her, it's not about a politician, it's not about a political party. It's all about giving yourself over to something bigger than you. 
to give yourself over to God's will. To sacrifice yourself, not in a martyrdom way, but to realize the human being is so limited in their scope and in their vision. But if they open themselves up to godly ideas, if they open themselves up to ideas which are bigger than themselves, then they could truly achieve the greatness of greatness. This is 101.9 Chai FM. My name is Rabbi Levi Avtson. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 Chai FM. 101.9 Chai FM. The great idea that's not about me. Um, it sounds like a cliche, but it is so important and it's so counter the narrative that we tell our kids from the youngest age. We tell our children, chase your dreams. We tell our People, it's all about what you want to do. Let nobody stand in your way. Achieve your dreams. But what if my dream is to be a mass murderer or a psychopath or to be a menace or to be a hacker? Like, (laughs) how do you know what my dream is? Before you sit there telling me, go chase my dreams. Don't you want to actually know what my dream is? Maybe the the dream will uh, destroy more than it will build. There's a lot of... People with terrible dreams, more like nightmares out there. And yet we tell everyone, chase your dream. But it's not about you. We shouldn't be chasing our dreams. We should be chasing our calling. And how do you know your calling? It's a, it's a combination of what you're attracted to and what God wants of you. And when you find that, when you manage to find a marriage, when you manage to find the, the right shidduch, the right matchmaking between what you feel called upon from within and what God is asking of you based on his values and based on what he's taught you um, in the Torah, then you go and yes, you chase the dream. But it's not about chasing my dream. It's not about me. And we're doing a disservice for a child, not only because it affects the big macro society as we've been talking about. It will affect every area of their life. It will affect their marriage because suddenly it's not about them. It will affect their parenting because suddenly it's not about them. It will affect every relationship in their life because it's not about them. It will affect how they do business because if it's about you, you'll be doing very different decisions than if it's not about you. We built a world in the last few hundred years that pretty much worships the self. This is something that the late Rabbi Sachs spoke about extensively. He spoke about in his TED talk, his TED talk as well. This idea that it's all about self. And yet it's led to the most depressed, anxious, frustrated, angry generation in a long time. While we have more opportunity to share our voice through social media, we're sharing absolute nonsense and angry. I mean, you just go on any comment section, on any YouTube video, or any article in the web, and you'll see 80 to 90% of comments are just plain vitriol. Just mean. And you're like, one second, you finally got a megaphone to share your opinion in the world, and that's what you have to share? Hate? Really? Because what, what happens when you give a person a megaphone, you tell them it's all about them, so whatever it's my feelings, you make me not feel good, I'll scream. But if you give people a megaphone, give them values with it. Today we have a world that worships self, but has no idea why. And ultimately, when you worship self, then what happens if somebody else gets in the way of yourself? You put them down, and that's exactly why there's a decline in human rights. Because one person's rights is affecting the other person's privilege. 
Putin, if he gets, if he allows people human rights, he will be diminished because they might vote him out of office or cause opposition. China, if they allow their million Ungars to, to, to practice freely, will affect them somehow. I'm not sure how. So when it's all about me, it doesn't even help human rights. It destroys human rights because it's all about me, not you. So if you're a threat to me, I'll kill you. If you're a threat to me, I'll throw you in prison. If you're a threat to me, I'll shame you on social media. If you're a threat to me, I'll do whatever it takes. Because I can. Because I want to. I guess I shouldn't have been surprised when I read that article that there's a major decline in human rights. Because if you if you look at social media, if you look at the web, if you look at people's conversations, it's just a harbinger of what happens in real life. And when there's so much hate and when there's so much putting down and there's so much vitriol, it plays out that way. It plays out in that way. And <clears throat> I would argue that with all the upsides of social media, social media could have been such an incredible gift if it had come to us after we had a solid value system. But social media came to us in the worst time possible. It came after decades since the end of World War II of a absolute onslaught against traditional values, an onslaught on God, an onslaught on family, an onslaught on anything anchoring and beautiful that kept society going for thousands of years. And then you give people a megaphone and say, say your opinions. And now we're surprised how state actors and other individuals are using media to destroy and hack and do all this kind of stuff. Really? Are we surprised? It's like sometimes when you see like people going and saying like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is what happened. You're like, why are you so surprised? What did you think to happen, would happen to a world that worships the eye? What did you think would happen to a world that pretty much says whatever you feel and whatever you want is sacrosanct and that there is no true morality, it's all moral relativism and whatever you feel is right? What did you think that would lead to? Happiness? Really? Really? Why? At what stage did it make sense that you could tell a human being it's all about them and then watch that turn into success? Any society in history that worshipped self, Greece, Rome, eventually collapses. And yet Am Yisrael Chai, because it was never about us. This is 101.9 Chai FM. This is the Fabringen with Rabbi Levi Avtson on 101.9 High FM. I truly believe, and it's something that um, spoke about a while ago with the CEO of High FM, Kathy, spoke about how if sacrifice, dedication was the center of our universe, it would center us and it would solve so much of our issues, like unity, getting along with people, building societies that are healthy. Because the moment our lives are surrounded about something bigger than us, we unite. You've seen it. You've seen it in war when, um, you know, soldiers will describe how because they have a common enemy or they have a, it's not even the enemy often, it's the common purpose 
all races, colors, creeds, everything falls apart and everybody fights for their, you know, fellow soldier. When it's something bigger than you, you unite. When it's all about you, you fall. And that is why today, as I start off the show today, which is the anniversary of Rabbi Yosef Yitzhak Lubavitch's freedom from arrest after standing up for his values in communist Russia is a day to, and he, sorry, he was sentenced to death and then he was saved at the last moment and eventually left Russia and moved over to the United States. It's a, it's a, it's a day to focus on and ask yourself, what, what ideal do I believe in that's bigger than me? And it's not based on what I feel. Because a lot of us are dedicated to ideals which aren't necessarily even ideals. They're made up. In other words, there's something that maybe feels right but isn't necessarily right. Is there something that I'm dedicated which is not necessarily feel right but I know is right? <laughs> I know that sounds strange but, the, but that's the truth. There's a lot of things that maybe feel right. I'll be honest. When you hear an argument for euthanasia Sometimes it feels right, you know, the person's suffering. But then the question is, what's the moral thing? Is it right? And there's so many such examples like that, because today we have a society that builds its morality based on what feels right. But feelings change, and feelings are fickle, and feelings aren't a value system. They're just a feeling. We all have weird feelings as well, and... As one person one time told me, he says, every person is a nutcase inside. The only question is how much you share with others. (laughs) In other words, everyone has crazy ideas and crazy fantasies. And if everybody just lived their life based on what they fantasize and what they feel, I think this world would be a really, I mean, it already is quite a challenging place, but it would be a real creeped out place. We don't base our values based on what we feel. We based on our our values and based on what is right. I want to finish the show today with a beautiful song. Um, if you remember, just under two months ago, there was a terrible tragedy in Israel. In Miron, 45 Jews died in, a, in a, just a terrible accident. And one of the Jews that died over there was a singer. His name was Shragi Gestetner. And one of the songs that he sang um, in his time has really almost become a, an anthem for the tragedy. It's a song about compassion. It's a song about God's love. Um, and it's really, God have mercy on us. And it was re-recorded recently by Simcha Leiner, who's actually been here in South Africa and sang over here. And I just thought it's a magnificent song, and it's really a prayer to God to have compassion on us. Please, God, may he share that compassion to us. And as importantly, may we be compassionate to each other as well. Wishing you a great day. Shavuot Tov. Have a good one.